Hey there guys, this is James Bennett and welcome to this episode of the Sunday Supper. Uh, the Sunday Supper is a spiritual lesson and meditation podcast um, based on the principles of family getting together on a beautiful Sunday evening and sharing in some soul food. And in our case, the soul food is spiritual concepts and realities and lessons um, that can help you in your everyday life. And today I have the pleasure to talk about intuition. Intuition is a near and dear topic to me, being that I am an intuitive um, and I have been so pretty much my entire life. Um, I grew up with an intense sense of spiritual self. Um, as a child, I witnessed and experienced uh, many spiritual phenomena including some out-of-body experiences, as well as hearing and seeing the dead and other spiritual energies uh, in my bedroom at night. I know that sounds a little crazy, but totally true uh, and totally valid. Um, so today I want to talk to you about intuition and give you some really cool suggestions on how you can release your intuition, how you can hone in uh, to your intuitive selves, and how by doing this you can create a better life for yourself and a better understanding of who you are and where you are and what is going on in your daily life. I teach intuitive development courses actually um, and so it's really wonderful to connect with students who are interested in learning about this secret GPS system that we all have. So let's get started with just some basics here of what intuition is. And to me, intuition is simply knowing beyond our cognitive reasoning, okay? Uh, some people talk about this as psychic impressions or having a gut feeling about something, but really it's having knowledge that goes beyond cognitive reasoning, that goes beyond our normal five senses, which is taste, touch, hearing, seeing, right? Uh, it's a travel into our sixth sense, okay, um, where our ESP is, um, extrasensory perception. Um, this is not one of our normal six, five senses. It's our sixth sense, and we all have this. Um, a lot of people that I've met, they, they don't really know that they're intuitive, and it's not that they don't know it. They don't trust it. They don't believe that everyone is psychic. They believe that only, you know, people who really studied the art can be an intuitive or be a psychic. But that's really not true. There's also different types of intuition here, guys. You know, um, maybe you're not a psychic medium. Maybe you don't have that strong of an ability because you really didn't hone into it as a child. But that does not mean that you do not carry with you the sacred GPS. And our sacred GPS system is in the center of our gut, right? It's located also within our heart chakra and it's also within our third eye. So we have all of these areas that carry this secret GPS system, which is actually not so secretive. We are born with it. I always talk about how birds and certain animals know how to migrate, right, uh, at certain times of the year. Um, and where, where does this come from? Where does that navigation come from? How do they know to fly south for the winter? How do they know to migrate to where there's more food? Well, that's their intuition. 
animals have really amazing intuitive senses because they don't have cognitive reasoning. They can't reason with themselves, right? A monkey can't be like, hey, I shouldn't think that. You know, it, 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 it does not, they don't have the ability. So they are absolutely um, running on their animal instincts. And a part, and one of our animal instincts is ESP and uh, intuition. Um, unfortunately, humans, we question everything. We question our thoughts, we question our feelings. We have so many doubts about ourselves. We have doubts about our life. We have doubts about people coming in and out of our lives. We are very doubtful creatures. Um, so the whole aspect of how to connect intuitively is really trusting. We have to first find trust in the absolute unknowing because that's where it lives. If you're a type of person that are, that's constantly questioning things or you really, maybe it's super hard for you to make decisions, um, maybe it's really hard for you to meet new friends and trust people, and you're always second guessing everything. Um, if this sounds like you, then you are really living in a place of fear where your intuition is really being stifled. Um, so in order to unstifle, or to bring to life and release our intuition, we really first have to look at our thoughts, our belief systems, what we believe about ourselves, what we believe about the world. And we have to find um, truth within those thoughts and beliefs. If we believe things that are false or that are, you know, um, surrounded by fear, uh, then our intuition absolutely will be stifled. Um, and so that's something that we need to think about is releasing our fears so that we can receive our intuition, okay? And this is a really important thing. We release our fears so we can receive our intuition. Our intuition, again, comes from our third eye and comes from our heart, which is our wisdom center. It comes from our gut, which is our gut feelings. But in order to really connect to that navigation system, it's kind of like we have to clear out the airways, right? If, if this channel is flooded with fears and doubts and beliefs and thoughts and anxieties and depressions, it's gonna be super hard for you to get down to the nitty gritty truth, which is where our intuition lies. So the first step and the first hack into how to commit to an intuitive self is to really see what we are fearing, right? What makes us fear um, and start to un those thoughts and that belief system that intrinsically is holding you back from living um, a really joyful life. And I believe when we tap into our intuition, we are also tapping, in, tapping into our deep sense of joy. Okay, I believe intuition is something that is connected to the vine. It's connected to the spark of the creator. We were born with this. It is a gift that we were giving. Unfortunately, it is ignored by many. Okay, so let's look at intuition. And we're gonna go right here to the desktop view. If you're listening, just keep listening. If you're watching the video at benimudra.com, then you can go ahead and you will see the video, uh, the uh, desktops pop up. So what is intuition? Well, if we look at the Webster Dictionary, it says it's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Right, and so I talked about that. It's believing without reasoning. And that's hard for many people, especially type A personalities or people who are really living in their left brain. 
Uh, to me, intuition is a deep and secure absolute truth and feeling of something retaining information about the past, about the present, or about the future that is not tangible to our five senses, but lives within our sixth sense or gut feeling. This information uh, is transmitted to us like radio waves, right? And it can be tapped into by transitioning from our ego mind, which is where fear lives, into our clear mind, which is the mind of unobstructed, right? So it's the unobstructed mind. So there's no fear there and there's no doubt there. There's clarity and certainty. Once we clear the mind, we can begin to open our intuitive channel. Once opened, messages can come through as psychic visions, sounds, tastes, smells, feelings, or clear knowing. So there's many, many ways that we can connect to our intuition. Uh, again, through visions, through sounds, through tastes, through smells, through feelings, or through clear knowing. Just, I know this is happening. I know this is true. I don't know why, but I know so-and-so is going to call me. And we have some children running in the hallway here, so it's always nice to hear the laughter of children, even when I am doing a podcast. <laughs> so let's talk about the different senses. So the different psychic senses, which will help you understand intuition a little bit more. Um, and so we call these the clairs, okay? And there are eight clair senses in our spiritual psychic sense. So much like you have five physical senses, again, seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, smelling, you also have the five uh, potential experiences, sorry, the eight potential experiences um, of our psychic senses. And these are called the clairs. And they're senses in our psychic self, and they are clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairtangency, clairaudience, clairsalience, clairempathy, and clairgustience. Okay? So what does that mean, and how does that pertain to you and your intuition? Well, the clairsenses are types of psychic abilities that correspond with the five senses of seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, and tasting. When I tap into my intuitive and spirit energy, my mind and my body becomes flooded with mental impressions, thoughts, feelings, images, sounds, tastes, and smells to help determine what your dominant clairs are. Let me first explain to you what they are and how to recognize them. So the first one, um, clairvoyance, I'm sure you've all heard of that, and that is the, uh, the psychic sense of clear seeing. This is when visions past, present, and future flash through our mind's eye, or third eye, much like a daydream. Many of us are highly visual and able to understand an idea best when we see it written or sketched out as an image on a computer screen or on a canvas. Visual people often choose to be artists, builders, photographers, decorators, designers, and so on and so forth. If this sounds familiar to you, then perhaps your clairvoyance is most likely a dominant psychic sense. So if you are more of a visual person, um, if you are a visionary creator, most likely you're going to be able to receive your psychic impressions through your mind's eye. Um, the next one we have is clairaudience, when that means clear hearing. This is when you hear words, sounds, or music even in your own mind's eye. On rare occasions, spirit might be able to create audible sounds. 
though this takes a tremendous amount of focused energy. Uh, some of us best retain and comprehend information when we hear it spoken aloud. Our natural talents tend to lie in auditory uh, faculties, often making us gifted musicians, singers, writers, and public speakers. If this feels right to you, clear audience may be a leading sense for you. So if you're really all about hearing, if the first thing you do is hear something, if you're a musician, if you find uh, that when you listen to sounds or binary beats or meditation music, uh, if you find that your senses begin to open, then most likely clear audience is a great psychic sense for you. The next one is clairsentience, which means clear feelings. And this one could be a little tricky. Uh, this entails feeling a person or spirit's emotions or feeling another's psychic uh, and physical pain. Many of us are clairsentient without consciously even being aware of it. When we get a strong gut feeling, right? Positive or negative. So gut feelings, right? You walk into a space, you walk into a party and you just don't feel right. You feel threatened or you feel claustrophobic or you feel like running. This is your gut feeling telling you to leave. It, it's not giving you the reason why it wants you to leave. It's just giving you the feeling. So it's also important to realize that intuition is acting on a feeling. Right? You can walk into a room and maybe get a vision of something horrible happening. Then, you know, that's a little bit more clear. But a lot of times it's just a feeling that something is not right. And I always urge you, and I always urge people to go with that first initial gut feeling because it's only 100% accurate, right? I really believe that. Um, so, you know, you have these gut feelings, positive or negative, about someone you just met. Um, or when you get chills for no apparent reason, right? You may be tuning into the emotional energy of a person or a spirit around you. When you are highly sensitive and you are in tune with not only your own feelings, but also the feelings of others, this makes, you know, natural healers and caregivers, right? We often feel inspired to pursue careers as doctors or therapists, counselors, healers, teachers, if this is something that you possess. An example of this could be that a friend of mine who's a gifted, a gifted psychic and medium gets an un upset stomach when negative entities are nearby or a person who might be negative to them uh, comes into their aura or their energy. Uh, the difference between clear empathy and clairsentience, okay, because I'm sure everyone's heard of empaths, right? Empaths, the ability to feel feelings of others or energies. Um, empaths sense the emotion, whereas sentience experience the emotion. Empaths sense the energy, but sentience feel the energy. So an empath might be able to sense that there is sadness, whereas a sentient might just automatically feel that sadness. So it's a little bit stronger with clairsentience, although there's a really, uh, they, they are one in the same a lot of times, because a lot of times clairsentience are also clairempathy and vice versa. So you, they kind of have both. So um, I always say that if you have clairsentience or an empath, you get it pretty bad because sensing the feelings and emotions of people or situations um, unknowing to yourself is really rough because you might just assume that those are your feelings and not the feelings of your mom, brother, or sister, or friend who's maybe even a thousand miles away. Um, so let's go to the next one, clairsalience. And this is an interesting one because it's really prevalent in a lot of people. 
Clear salience is clear smelling. And this is being able to smell odors that don't have any kind of physical source. Instances of this could include smelling the perfume or cigarette smoke of a deceased relative, right? Used as a sign of their presence around you. When your sense of smell is strong and distinct, you may find that certain smells connect to past memories. Okay, so sense memory can really be triggered by smell. Um, or, you know, for example, um, sometimes, you know, um, I live in Los Angeles, so I remember not that long ago I was walking down uh, Hollywood Boulevard and I got this like giant whiff of cooking. I don't know really what it was. And immediately, like, my mind just opened flooded with all these images of myself as a child at my grandmother's home. So your sense of smell really uh, keeps a score. You know, your sense of smell has an index or a Rolodex attached to it. And if you smell something that you might have even smelled when you were a child, it really could bring up that memory. So someone who really is in their sense of smell, they might love to work as a florist or a wine taster or a fragrance maker, a soap maker. They might love to make candles. They might love to work with aromatherapy. This means that your psychic sense is really strong. So really think about that because it, it's, it's, again, really prevalent in, in all of us. Uh, our next is clear gustians, which means clear tasting, which is kind of almost similar to our, our clear salience in a way. And this is the ability to taste something that isn't actually there. This experience um, oftentimes comes out of the blue uh, when a decreased, may, uh, I'm sorry, when a, maybe a deceived loved one is attempting to communicate a memory or an association that you might have had with a particular food or beverage that reminds us of them, right? So let's say your intuition is connecting you with, uh, we'll just go with grandma, with your uh, deceased grandmother, and she made amazing butter cookies. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in your bedroom and you just taste butter cookies. You either taste them in your mouth, literally, or you're there tasting them in your mind. This could be a psychic pull that that energy of your grandmother is with you or would like to make contact. Now, I know I'm jumping ahead of myself when I'm talking about intuition as, as having the sense of being able to connect with loved ones who have, might have crossed over, or even spirit guides, angels, etc., etc., but that also is an intuitive sense. Um, if you have a sightened sense of taste, obviously you might be a baker, a chef, or a food critic, so if that that's, sounds like you, then you might really have that clear tasting experience going on. Uh, our next is one of my favorites because it's the easiest and it's clear cognizance and this means clear knowing and I feel like it does the least amount of damage to us. Um, this is when we have knowledge of people or events that we would not normally have known about. Spirit impresses us with truths that simply pop into our minds from out of nowhere. An example of this would be a premonition, a forewarning of something that will happen in the future. Clear cognizance requires tremendous faith because there's often no practical explanation for why we suddenly know something. Again, remember, this is believing without a conscious reasoning. Many philosophers and professors, doctors, or scientists, uh, religious and even spiritual leaders, uh, and powerful salespeople, believe it or not, tend to have highly intuitive uh, certainty within their, cog uh, their cognizance, their claircognizance. 
Um, if this is you, consider a claircognizance as a dominant sense. So a lot of people on Wall Street that do projections or even marketing geniuses that do projections, they're actually um, honing into their psychic abilities, right? No one can project something without knowing that it's here now. So they're projecting something that might be in the future. And what they're doing is they're just really good at connecting to their inner GPS, their inner guidance, right? And they're channeling that inner guidance toward whatever they're towards whatever they're trying to project. Okay, so that's really what's happening there. Um, Claire cognizance is a nice one because it just comes with a feeling of knowing. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is true, even though I can't see it, feel it, taste it, or sense it. Maybe um, it's much better than feeling feelings, right, or emotions that aren't yours. Um, Claire, you know, empathy could drive you a little crazy. Where claircognizance, um, as long as you really practice, uh, you know, connecting to the certainty of what you're feeling, then you're okay. You just have to have blind faith. So next we're going to talk about clear empathy, which means emotional feeling. You have clear empathy or clear emotion if you sense other people's emotions, thoughts, and, and symptoms. It is the awareness of perception of emotional energy. Again, this is the awareness of or perception of emotional energy. You don't necessarily experience the feeling in your body, but you are aware of the feeling. Um, so think of Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. She could sense other people's emotions, right? Ever walk into a room after a couple was arguing and sensed anger or hurt in the room, right? If so, you are uh, clear empathic, empathic. Um, empaths need self-care and psychic protection um, techniques to really be able to manage their abilities and shield themselves from energetic overload. A skilled empath knows how to maintain spiritual boundaries, knows how to replenish energy and clear unwanted negative energy from their auric field. The difference between clear empathy again and clear sentience is that empaths sense the emotion, sentience experience the emotion. Um, but again, it's the lines are very blurred here, so you can have both. And most times, uh, empaths also are, uh, you know, sentience as well. So you're going to sense the emotion, and most likely you're going to feel the emotion. And, you know, emotions that go untreated within the body could really turn to anxiety, uh, depression, um, and a lot of other things. Um, so... It's never good to be overwhelmed with emotion because it can do some real damage, uh, not only in your physical body, but your mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies as well. So it's always good to be able to process your emotions very naturally and healthily. So if you are empathic and you do pull in emotions of others, it's very important that you have a daily meditation practice, that you heal yourself daily, that you find a good therapist or spiritual healer to guide you through how to clear your energy of these unwanted symptoms. So the next is clairtangency, which is a really cool one, which is psychometry. Uh, you may have psychometry or clairtangency, which is clear touching, if you have the ability to perceive facts about an event or person by contact with or proximity to the object or person. This is also commonly known as psychometry, as I said. You may be clairtangent if you quickly gain formerly unknown insights when you hold someone's watch, touch their hand, when you pick up an old antique at a flea market or touch an old building, 
or sometimes even look at a picture of someone right, and touch it. Um, a lot of uh, police departments hire uh, psychometrists and those that have clear tangency to help find missing persons. Right? Maybe they can touch that person's object and kind of see where they might they might be located or, or get uh, some psychic kits about their case. Um, it could also help them, you know, with remote seeing. Remote seeing is a psychic sense of being able to see things that are happening or had just happened uh, just by tapping into the psychic ability to do so. So a psychometrist would also be able to do that. They'll be able to kind of like think of someone, right, a person, and meditate on that person and project their energy onto that person. And then as they do that, they might be able to pick up locations, literally. So again, a lot of detectives uh, sometimes call upon psychics. And like, you know, there are the, all those TV shows, like The Medium, I think, I don't even know, um, that that are about those, the psychics that, that actually work for police departments and are, are detectives themselves, like psychic detectives. So that's all a part of intuition. You know, this is, this is all part of the game of intuition. There's many, many, many facets to intuition. Um, we can use intuition to just enhance our daily life. We can use intuition to connect spiritually. We can use intuition to find deeper truths and meanings within our lives. We can help it to, we can use intuition to help us make clear decisions about ourselves and even our loved ones or friends, right? We become really good advice givers if we really can connect to our own intuition about situations. So let's look at the spiritual lesson involved in intuition. So the spiritual lesson today is there is a deeper understanding that, that lives beyond our reasoning, which lies within the 99%. Our five sense perception within the horizontal plane represents the 1%. We have the ability to tap into the 99% using ESP, extrasensory perceptions, or our inner GPS system, which we are born with. Remember, we are born with this. And so what do I mean by the 99% versus the 1%? Um, we are living in the 1%. So the 1% of everything, right? Talking about the universe, uh, the spark of the creator, God, spirituality. We are the 1%. The human body is 1% of what is actually going on in the interdimensional planes of spirituality. So the 1% to me represents the, you know, horizontal plane and the horizontal plane would be earth materialism um daily day-to-day -day lives just our humanness right and that is one percent so within that one percent is our mind right our mind has the ability to uh transmit and transcend into the 99 percent because our mind is a brilliant thing the only thing is we only really use the one percent of that so it's, it's really tricky to go into higher percentages of our minds. Now people have done that, geniuses, people who've done astral travel, interdimensional travel, it is possible to use more of our mind. And I believe as society changes and, that, and, that, and when we move into more of this uh, 5D generation, um, 5G, sorry, generation, um, people will start to be able to use more of their mind through technology because technology can go into the 99% way quicker than we can because uh, technology doesn't have the ability to stop itself through fear. We do. Um, and so again, the 1% is the horizontal plane. The 99% is the vertical plane, which is um, our spiritual self. And 
everything that was is within spirituality, everything that lives within metaphysics, esoterics, and everything that is the light of the divine creator, which we can call God. So that's our spiritual lesson, that we have these senses that go beyond our, our physical. Okay, What is the process, the spiritual process involved in intuition? Is the process of certainty in the unknown and absolute trust in unexplainable feelings, thoughts, daydreams, sensations, and insights. Okay, um, in order to really tap into intuition, again, really trust is the, the key word. You have to trust yourself. You have to trust what your body is telling you. Your body is, which carries our feelings, is really the, the easiest of all of the intuitive senses because we can't doubt a feeling, right? You can't doubt it. If you, again, if you meet someone and you're just getting bad vibes from this person, right? People always talk about vibes. Oh, keep that person gives off good vibes. That person gives off bad vibes. Um, well, how the hell would you know that? You know, excuse my French, but, but the only way you would know that someone is giving off a bad vibe is if you're feeling some type of bad emotion that is unseen. So then you would say, whoa, this person's kind of throwing me some shade here. Um, that is an unseen concept. It is an unexplained concept. You just feel it, and for some reason you believe it, right? And we all have had that experience. It's a really easy one. So the key to good vibes, bad vibes, is, ba is basic principles of energy, right? And, you know, energy is tangible. It is unseen, but it is tangible. It is scientific proof that everything is made up of energy. Energy has an aura. It has a feeling. It even has a taste. Um, and we all give out an energy. And these are our radio waves, right? These are our signals. If you're having a really bad day and, you know, your intention is, I don't want to talk to anyone, I don't want to look at anyone, I just want to deal with myself, I hate people today, you know, if that's your intention, well, then your energetic body is following that. Your energetic body is saying, great, I need to now create the energy to match what this person is feeling or wants for himself or herself. And then you'd be shocked that people around you absolutely will pick that up. And most likely they'll back off a little bit. Or the ones that like to push buttons will come closer. Okay, so you have, you know, two. So your intuition, right, is really picking up on the energetic signals that everyone else is giving out. And usually uh, people are giving out the signals that um, their energy or their mind, rather, is signaling their energy to give out. Sometimes it's conscious, but a lot of times it's subconscious, unfortunately, okay? Um, so know that, you know, energy exists, and because energy exists, energy is tangible, energy holds information. And it's information we cannot feel, but we can absolutely see it. I mean, yeah, we can see it right through our clairvoyance, but, but more often we can feel it. And a lot of people say those are gut feelings, right? Just the first impressions. So you need to trust those first impressions. If you do not trust your first impressions, then most likely you're going to start to go down the wrong path. So many of you, I'm sure, can relate to the concept of, oh, you know, man, I should have trusted myself. I, you know, that was my first choice. That was my first thought. But and I started to think about it. And you know what thought did? Um, when you start to overthink your choices or your intuitive pulls, you've already lost it. Because your intuition will happen in a moment. It's a second. Um, your intuition, those gut feelings, that inner GPS ability will happen in a nanosecond. It's the 
initial first impression. And you know how quick it is to kind of overthink that or override that? We all do it. I do it. So it's really truthfully important to remain in the truth because what you first feel most likely is the truth and intuition is truth. Okay? It has to be truth because it's coming from the spiritual unknown place and spirituality, God, the divine creator is perfect. So, it, so truth is perfect. And anything that comes from God or comes from the divine or comes from spirituality is perfect. Truth is God, therefore God is perfect and truth. And we need to know that our true feelings are coming from that godly place. Okay, so that's why it's important to trust. And that, you know, that's, that's a process, you know. Um, so again, the spiritual process that's happening is uh, certainty in the unknown. And we're going to talk about the tool here. So the intuitive tool is we need to strengthen the intuitive knowing in our lives, okay? And the first step is we need to stop questioning your gut reactions, okay? Your homework is when you have a gut reaction about something, right, that is a feeling or a thought that's coming in beyond reason, we need to stop, don't think, take a pause, and sit in that gut feeling. Just sit in it. Sit in it for even a couple moments. Take, take a couple deep breaths in and out of that gut feeling. And I can guarantee you it's going to be 100% accurate. And I can guarantee you it might come with other intuitive messages. Meaning at that point when you start to connect to that true gut feeling, you might start to feel other things. You might start to connect to your clairvoyance or your clairsentience or your clairsalience, right? How could this help you? How can connecting to your intuition help you? Well, it can help you feel safe in a situation, right? By trusting your gut, right? Get out. A lot of times your, your gut might say, get the hell out of here, right? It will help you question if someone is good for you and your greatest good, right, that you meet. It'll help you make clearer decisions in, and help bring you peace in your decision making. Uh, it'll help you with all should I statements. Should I stay? Should I go? Should I buy this? Should I use this? Should I go on this vacation? It'll help you on your life path, maybe uh, discovering what you're truly meant to do, what career you might want. Um, it can help you. It can help open your spiritual, uh, your spirituality by allowing you to find deeper spiritual wisdom and truths about yourself, others, and maybe the universe uh, in general. And deeper spiritual wisdom might then have you connect to the angelic realm or ascended masters and spirit guides and a really easy one is it can help you you know give good advice right when someone asks you for advice you know a lot of times people take a pause and they kind of go inward for a second and they see what they should say and that's important because anyone that gives you advice too quickly it means that they're acting on their own life experience in relation to the advice that you asked for. And you never want that because that's clouded, that's ego, and that's fear, right? Let's say, um, you know, should I go back to school? Maybe that's, you know, a question you ask a friend. And they immediately say, oh my God, don't do that. How could you do that? That's crazy. You're, you're never gonna be able to study, you know, at this age, you're, you're never gonna be able to do it. It's so hard, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's coming from not advice. That's coming from their own fears and limitations. A real good friend would stop, take a moment, go inward, and see what their gut feeling says. Right? 
and then they'll speak from that gut feeling and then they might give you more than they even thought they could give you as at that moment they're giving you intuitive advice they're being an intuitive healer for you which is my job right which is my job i go inward and i intuitively connect to the divine to see how i could help someone within these questions i can't go you know i can't give answers to questions or that people ask me by connecting to my own limited self my own mind my own experiences um or that you know, advice will be a bunch of crap. Um, it, it's only helpful when someone is going into that intuitive place. So now, what can get in the way of being able to do all this? We talked about that, and that is fear. Most people are fearful. Um, I have fear, you have fear, we all have fear. Cheer for fear, yay! Fear is everywhere. Uh, we need fear because without fear, uh, we would be idiots. <laughs> you know, we'd be a world of idiots. We'd be sticking our hands in fires. We'd be jumping off buildings. You know, we'd be doing some crazy ass shit. Um, we need fear. We need that ping, that sensation within ourselves that says, if I do this, I will die. Or if I do this, I will get hurt. Or if I do this, I will hurt somebody else. Or this goes against my moral compass. Or if I do this, I'm going to get arrested, right? It's the morality is tapped in there. Um, it's normal to have fear unless you're a sociopath and you might not, but I'm speaking to the normal person here. Um, and if there are any sociopaths listening, um, welcome. Um, but no, um, I all in jest, um, fear is so present in your everyday life, in my everyday life, but it's not fear that I'm worried about. It's displaced fear. Um, when we you know, began as, as, you know, humans, early humans, cave people, if you want to say, uh, the fear they experienced probably, you know, was fear of death, you know, which is the biggest fear of them all, which is the accurate fear. And they feared death because they had to hunt for their food, they had to live in extreme weathers, and, and death was looming upon them. If we even think of the early Puritans, you know, in Massachusetts and the early settlers, they too had that fear, that fear of death, not being able to feed themselves and children. That's a real fear, and that is not a displaced fear. And unfortunately, in today's day and age, many people still have that fear. Um, but if you are housed and you are able to eat and protect yourself, then you should not have that type of displaced fear. So. What happens is when humans began to get more comfortable and start started to realize that they can eat and that they're not going to get eaten by a lion and that they have resources and they started to feel more safe. Well, what happened then is fear began to transcend into other things, right? Oh, the fear of not being good enough, more of these like uh, existential fears fear that people won't like me, fear that I'm not doing the right job, fear of my strengths, fear of, fear of my weaknesses, fear of success, fear of, fa fear of failure, uh, fear of heights, fear of the unknown, you know, fear of the ocean. It goes on and on and on and on. We're not meant to be scared of these things, but unfortunately it's in our DNA now and we are. But the, the, the truth is, in order to really tap into our intuition, which is reasoning beyond fear, we really do have to transcend these fearful 
and limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves and society so that we can get a clear answer. If you're trying to make a decision about your life, let's just use going back to school. If you think you need to go back to school and you're having a lot of fear around that, we really have to dissect where that fear is coming from because that fear will uh, help you make the decision and you really don't want fear to help you make any decision because any decisions that you make that have an underlying intention of fear or are made because of fear will only bring more fear. All right, so that's a good little trick to think about. Any decisions that you make in life that are because of fear or based on fearful thoughts or belief systems will only feed those fearful thoughts and belief systems and will only equal more fear in your future. You don't want that. I don't want more fear in my future. I'm sure you don't. So we need to dissect those fearful moments. We need to really transcend fear, go to a deeper place when we're trying to make these intuitive decisions. And really what can help you is meditation. Meditation is a really amazing tool for finding a place beyond our fear or beyond our ego. Um, and most intuitives or psychics will have a daily practice of meditation um, or every time that they go into an intuitive place where they want to work intuitively, they will absolutely do a nice juicy meditation in order to access that place. A misconception about intuition and intuitives or psychic is that they walk around just open wounds of information. The truth is, is that we do not. Um, I pick and choose when I want to be open. When I want to open and really work intuitively, I have a set kind of a set list of things I do in order to prepare myself because I don't want to walk around an open channel because I don't want to pull in every guts of a thing that I can possibly pull in. You know, I'm trying to protect myself here. Um, and so that's why, you know, when you work with a psychic or you have a friend who's a psychic or an intuitive and you're, you're out to dinner and you're like, oh, give me a reading. It's a really, uh, it's a really base thing to say to a psychic. So never do that. Never ask a psychic that, or a friend who's intuitive uh, when you're out and about just to give you a reading on the spot because it's it makes you very ignorant uh, because we cannot do that and we don't do that. Sometimes we get hits, you know, absolutely, and we'd be happy to do that. But a real intuitive only works within an intuitive environment in a sacred space. So just a hint. Don't bombard your poor friends. Use your own intuition. Before you go see a psychic, Use your own intuition. Go there first, okay? Because the, the truth is the answers are already inside of you, right? The answers are deep within inside of you. They're, again, they're within your heart, they're within your mind, they're in your gut feeling, um, they're everywhere. And so I want to now look at uh, discovering your strongest Claire, okay? So how can you discover, and it's important to know this, uh, which psychic strength, which psychic ability you are strongest at, because it could be an easy go-to for you. If you have no idea, you know, you might feel all over the place when you're trying to be intuitive. And so how do you recognize what your preferred or dominant style of sensing is? So listening is the first step in connecting to your intuitive or higher consciousness. We listen with our mind as well as with the ear of our heart and our solar plexus. 
Again, the three points of intuition is our mind, our third eye, our heart, and our solar plexus, which is our stomach energy, which is above our navel, below our navel. So we pay attention to our thoughts, the ones that feel good or special. So there are two kinds of thoughts. This is, this is a nice little hack. There are two kinds of thoughts. There are God thoughts and non-God thoughts. God thoughts are ones that lift you up, that cheer you on, that create amazing ideas, uh, that access imagination, force you to change, allow you to feel loved, shift negative thinking, perception. They allow leadership. They calm you down. They drive the Holy Spirit and are all intuitive and psychic information. So uh, God thoughts will also hold all psychic information for healing and spiritual growth. Non-God thoughts are all the rest. Okay, so again, God thoughts are the thoughts we want to have in our mind, are the thoughts we want to connect with, the thoughts we want to follow through with. Sometimes a God thought might not be perceived as good, but it really is. For instance, if you have an intuitive pull not to go in that room because something terrible is going to happen, right? Um, that isn't, you know, a rainbows and sparkles thought, but if following that thought um, can create rainbows and sparkles, then it is a God thought. Sometimes we have to feel something negative in order to experience its positive outcome. And I'm sure we've all experienced that, right? Um, everything is good. Everything comes from the light, even if it is not perceived that way. So non-God thoughts are our limiting beliefs, fears, uh, past-based fears, future-based fears, peer-based fears, uh, our bully mind, failure-based fears, uh, the hater, the forecaster, the assumer, the expecting mind, the judgmental mind, the shame-based mind, the Debbie Downer-based mind, the one-upper, uh, the destructive-based mind, anxiety-based mind, self-defeating or deprecating mind, guilt-based mind, our ego mind, the fortune-teller mind, the depressed-based mind, and our automatic negative thought mind, and on and on and on. So, you know, there's a lot of negative beliefs that we have, unfortunately, um, within ourselves, but also within our society, to grapple with in order to really find the truth and connect to our intuitive selves. That's why some people are really great at connecting to intuition, and others are not. If you are a person that is more involved in your in your uh, material life, right, more involved with how much you have, how much stuff you have, uh, where you're going, what you're wearing, right, kind of like level one people, <laughs> then you might not really even be interested in the unconscious intuition. It might not even interest you. Um, or if you're ready to move from that base place uh, and you're ready to accept spirit and you're ready to accept yourself as a spiritual being then this could be an awakening for you as well um, those who are not interested in intuition it's not even on their fore it's not even in their mind or they might you know know it um, you know consciously but but don't practice it we do have to practice in, uh, intuition because it is like a muscle right it's like going to the gym uh, that gut feeling has a muscle, and the more you trust it, and the more you use it, 
the stronger it will become. So let's look at the unconscious and the higher self. Uh, some often talk about the conscious and unconscious minds in terms as an iceberg. The conscious mind is that part of the iceberg above the water. It involves our conscious awareness of what is around us and our conscious decisions. The unconscious mind, on the other hand, is like the greater mass of ice below the water. It houses our memories, our past experiences, a great deal of knowledge, and contains a range of unconscious beliefs that are built up during our lifetime, maybe even lifetimes before that, about ourselves and the world. It also, um, it also wants what is best for us and can guide us in connecting with and developing intuition. Okay, so Penny Pierce, a leading expert and author on the subject of intuition, refers to the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and the higher self, right? And she has the view that when intuition arises from the unconscious, it often comes through the five senses or in the physical body. The higher self, right, is described as understanding the interconnection of everything that exists in time and space. So it can generate global perceptions and transcendent experiences. It is that part of you that contains a higher awareness and purpose or where the Holy Spirit is thought to reside. When intuition arises from your higher self, it is frequently experienced like a light or it's felt like a light is being turned on in your head, involving a blending of all your senses and an all over direct knowing, often accompanied by a feeling of open heartedness. Okay, so um, what I'm saying to you is that we do have intuition that lives in another dimension and in another realm, and this is within our higher self. And our higher self dimension, or our greatest good self, or our best imagined self, is our spiritual self, and this is where we can connect with um, God, angels, spirit guide, ascended masters, akashic records, akashic records, and other dimension, uh, other dimensions. Um, and this is going far beyond where I want today's podcast to be, but I just want to give you an idea of all the different places where we can find intuition. So our gut feelings, um, our body is. Our body will tell us if we are uncomfortable with a particular place, person, choice in life, and if it is truly in our highest good. Okay, so again, we are all born with an inner compass, just like how animals intuitively know how to migrate for the winter, right? Uh, one practical measure we can put into practice each day is to tune into our body. So this is another hack for you, how to be intuitive. Tune into your body. In this day and age, we are often more aware of what is going on in our heads or outside ourselves than in our own body. We might work in offices or you might work at home, spend a lot of time on your computers, which kills intuition, watching TV too much, uh, you know, doing physical activities. Um, if you listen to your body, right, so listening to your body is a positive way to apply intuition in life and stay true to yourself. So I tune into my gut feelings when I meet people, and a lot of people do that. I find that if I get an impression quite quickly about them, um, that it would let me know if I should continue to have them on my life or not. At times I have doubted this feeling, worrying that it is judgmental or inaccurate. But I have learned to listen, and most of the times it's proven to be correct, as we, I spoke earlier. This is a very useful life skill that can help us to avoid many problems in relating to others 
And this is really what I want you to focus on um, today. And this is what I want you to take from this podcast today, especially for all of our intuitive beginners out there who might just be interested in what intuition is and how to maybe connect to it a little bit. Um, You're going to trust your initial gut feelings about people. I think it's a great place to start because a person is tangible. They're carrying with them a wealth of energy. And I feel that they're sometimes the easiest to read. So, you know, the first impressions you get about people, that's when I want you to really take note of that and really pay attention to it. And if you start doubting it, ask yourself, why am I doubting this? Am I doubting this uh, because I don't want to hurt this person? Or am I doubting this because I'm, you know, at least I have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and I'm never going to find one again anyway, so I might as well, you know, deal with this person who might be abusive. Um, really want you to understand why you might be saying no to your intuition instead of saying yes to it. So noticing what the body is sensing and the corresponding signals it sends us is an important part of developing intuition. Our body will tell us if we are com- if we are comfortable with a particular place, person, or life choice, right? Um, and if you know when we trust these gut feelings, um, it's a pretty simple and highly effective form of intuition. If we all simply followed our daily hunches, life could be very different. So think about the hunches that you get. And sometimes I call these breadcrumbs, like your Hansel and Gretel lost in the forest. There will always be a hunch. There will always be some intuitive pull, right? Again, it's a part of us. Um, We were built with it. Therefore, we are expected to use it. And those that do use it find life to be more joyful because they have less stress about their decisions, you know? So a good exercise is to list, you know, three times in your life where you may have listened to a gut feeling and describe that outcome. And you guys can do that um, after you get off this podcast. Uh, might be a nice exercise. So list three times where you listen to your gut feelings and describe the outcome. Were you right? Was it helpful? Right? Um, did it actually prove to be true? Right? And this is how you test your intuition. It's, it's a game in a way. And it's important to test it. You know, in my intuitive development course that I teach, um, I do a plethora of exercises that help the students to test themselves. And they're actually just fun games. Um, And they're really hard. So a lot of them are guessing games. We do psychometry. Um, It's not easy, you know, but it's nice to test yourself and it's important to play. So it's important to play with your intuition because it is playful and it will be playful with you. It doesn't have to be horrible. It doesn't have to come with terrible forewarnings and foreshadowing. It could just be very simple and clean and clear and easy because spirituality is simple, clear, clean, and easy. We make it so much more complicated than it really needs to be. So I want to talk about the meditation. So the meditation today is going to be a meditation that's going to help open your awareness. Okay. It's going to help open your psychic channels and it's going to help you maybe realize or understand which Claire is strongest within you. So I like to say this meditation is like finding your Claire period, right? Seeing where you're strong. And I'm going to guide you through this meditation. Um, and it's really self-explanatory. It's really easy. And I would advise you to do this meditation on your own often if you're really interested in intuitive development because it's what it's going to do for you. It's going to really connect you to your body. 
it's going to connect you to how you perceive life. Do you hear life? Do you see life in color? Do you uh, sense life? Do you taste life? Do you smell life? Right? Uh, what are you more connected with? The sounds in the room, the sights of the room, the feelings of a room, right? How do you do it? Everyone's different. Everyone has different psychic abilities. Everyone's stronger in some places. And some people have more than one. So this is the meditation that's going to help you figure out where you're strongest psychically. So I'd like you to find a nice space, a nice comfortable space. And this meditation is a little bit different in that, you know, I, you don't really have to close your eyes, right? You can if you wish. Um, but your eyes can remain open because at times, right, the clairvoyance, um, we have to kind of see things first. You have to take in the actual image that you're seeing um, in this dimension before you can transcend it to other dimensions. So if your eyes need to kind of open and close during this meditation, it's okay. And I know this sounds weird right now, but you'll understand what I'm saying once we get into it because your eyesight is a sense. So, I, you know, if we're going to close it, you're not going to have that sense and it might be too soon for you to go into your inner eye okay but you can try that as well so i'm going to guide you in and out so just trust me on this okay so find a nice clear space and let's start with your eyes closed actually starting with your eyes closed take a deep breath in and up Exhale the breath out and down. And again, releasing and letting go of all beliefs that no longer serve you. Letting go of all fears that no longer need to be there. Letting go of all expectation, assumptions about your life, about others, and about your world. Taking a deep breath and letting them all go. Good. Finding a nice relaxation within your body. Letting go of your shoulders. Allowing all the wrinkles to leave your face as your face relaxes, allowing your stomach to relax in the air. Feeling your back relax and release, as well as your sits bones. And if you're sitting in a chair, maybe you sink deeper into the seat. Kind of like you're a candle come close to a flame and I just want you to really melt, melting into the safest space that you have ever experienced. And as you continue to breathe, you melt into this safe space. I'd like you to see, feel, or visualize a beautiful swirling and dancing around you.
Feel this light begin to flow into your third eye. Feel it flow into your heart. Feel it flow into your solar plexus, the area of your gut instinct. And within all three of these areas, just feel a nice warm energy beginning to be cultivated. And this warm energy brings with it a sense of peace and a sense of trust, trusting that all is well in this moment and that it is okay for you to open your intuition. Perhaps you feel this white light now begin to radiate outwards into your room, wherever you are, flooding the ceilings and the walls and the floor, creating a nice safe space for you. And now scan your body, and if you still feel tension or worries, stress, or doubts, I want you to picture the bottoms of your feet, the soles of your feet, and the two energy centers there. And I want you to visualize a beautiful energy coming to the base of your feet. And as if you have bugs at the bottom of your feet, this energetic spiritual energy uncorks you. And as plugs are being pulled away from the bottoms of your feet, everything that is built up within your spiritual and mental, emotional, and physical body begins to drain, like water flowing into a sewer. Everything that no longer needs to be within you is drained down your body down into your feet, and you feel it flood down into the earth, or maybe you begin to feel lighter or darker, and knowing that whatever is released from you today, the earth is transmuting back into gold energy, back into light. this moment, whether you are listening to me on earphones or through your radio, computer, I'd like you to pull away your earphones, maybe just enough, because I want you to begin to take in the room. I want you to take in the stillness of the space you are in. I want you to hear the sounds that your room is making. I want you to smell the smells that might be walking within the space. I want you to feel the energy or the emotions that you might be picking up from your space. 
point of your body and touch the chair that you are on. Or move to the floor and place your hands on the ground or the carpet. And begin to touch the space. And as you open up your five senses to your room, I'd like you to notice which sense or senses you gravitate towards. Are you more intrigued by the sounds, maybe the sounds of the air conditioner, or the noise of the room, the creaks? Are you intrigued by the colors of the space, the color of your walls, the beauty of your plants, or the swirling of the ceiling fan? Or be more connected to the energy in your room, feeling the light. Whatever the case is, follow your instincts and begin to focus in on the senses that you feel are heightened in this moment. And now is the time when you can close your eyes. And if your sense is clairvoyance of seeing, I invite you to see the space now from your inner eye. As your eyes close, you see the room from inside yourself. And I'd like everyone to spend some time just listening and seeing and connecting to the room. And as you do this, pay attention to any other thoughts, feelings, emotions, visions, or daydreams that you might have slash any messages of intuition that you might be picking up on. And I'm going to stop talking now for a couple more minutes. And I'm going to give you time to do this, and I will call you back when it's time to return.
this moment to place one hand on your heart and one hand on your stomach. Take a nice deep breath. Exhaling the breath out and down. Feet as you breathe. Exhaling the breath out and down and down and down to your feet. As you begin to bring your arms back. Once again, envision that beautiful white light. See that white light flowing into your third eye, into your heart, to your solar plexus. And see it closing any channels that might have been opened, keeping you safe, protecting your energy. As this beautiful light washes through your body and your being, once again closing any openings that were made, you can clench your fists and open your toes. yourself back into yourself, into your space, and if your eyes were closed, you can go ahead and open them. So I'm sure that feels good. And this would be a great time to grab a pen and paper and write down anything you might have felt. I also suggest that you do this meditation again on your own and you know, give it a nice juicy amount of time, you know, 20, 25 minutes. Um, you know, on these podcasts, I can't do a meditation that long, but on your own, you sure can, and I advise you to. So um, that's it for today, guys. I'm going to close the show, um, but I hope I was able to help you understand intuition, give you some insights about yourself and the possibilities that lie within your own intuition, how intuition can help you on your day-to-day, how to tap into your tuition, right? And maybe explain to you, you know, why it is important to connect to that GPS system and that you have one, right? And that uh, intuition isn't just something that psychics have, but it's something we all have. So I want you to have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Again, uh, this is the Sunday Supper. My name is James Benny. I am your host. Um, and this podcast is through Benny Nurture Wellness, which is a spiritual platform for modern, modern spiritual life, located in Los Angeles and Hoboken, New Jersey, and New York City. And we have uh, um, a bunch of amazing practitioners that you can book with, and these podcasts go on that website, and a bunch of other amazing information. So go and check us out at www.bennynudra.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. Um, it's also available on iTunes. If you look up the Sunday Supper podcast on iTunes, you will see us. Uh, you can download our podcast there for free, and you can subscribe. So if you like what you hear, we'd love to hear from you. Um, tag us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handle is at Benny Mudra. My personal Twitter handle is at James Benny. Uh, give me your thoughts, hashtag the Sunday Supper. Find me on Instagram at James Benny and at Benny Mudra. You can also find me on Facebook at James Benny or Benny Mudra Wellness. So I have all these outlets, right, that you can um, check me out on. Uh, we also have a blog, the Benny Mudra blog. You can find that on BennyMudra.com, which we have weekly articles and some other uh, yummy 
spiritual tidbits and wellness advice and so on and so forth. So I want to wish each of you an amazing Sunday night and I will see you next week. Remember that our podcast uh, lessons and meditations for each week will be posted on Monday. So to see what's going to be coming your way next Sunday, you're going to look on the website, uh, bennymudra.com, and you're going to see what our next one will be. Right, so that's really Sunday evenings, and then you can sign up. It's really good to throw me your email address. You can sign right up to the podcast on the website so I know that you'll be listening. Sometimes it will be recorded live. Sometimes it will be pre-recorded. So just know that you might experience either one of those things, but it's totally cool. Um, again, have a blessed Sunday. Have a blessed rest of your night, and ciao.